0: Welcome to Nerd News with Gregory Symington. So, shirts are weirdly important to us as a society, but you know who really cares about shirts? NASA. This past week, the world's first ever all female spacewalk was meant to take place. That's right, by the way, first ever, because in the roughly half century we've been sending people outside of the atmosphere in order to flex on the giraffe, we've not let more than one woman leave the International Space Station simultaneously. Unfortunately for Anne McLean and Christina Koch, they both use a medium sized upper body piece for the spacesuit, which the International Space Station apparently doesn't have two copies of. Seems like the source of oversight. You wouldn't want an organisation responsible for keeping a cool science hotel afloat and perpetual orbit around the planet to go around making, but as it stands, the two women will apparently have to go outside into the harsh and violently empty embrace of what at low Earth orbit is only technically space, all alone, not counting the non-record-breaking dudes they'll be accompanied by. However, the NASA ground team responsible for monitoring the spacewalk, arguably the best job available at NASA, given that it doesn't require you to dangle an awkward parts of the atmosphere just waiting for the movie Gravity to happen, happen, happen to you, will still be largely female lad. Tech giant Apple has just, in a time-honored tradition for the company at this point, come up with a brand new way for you to pay them way too much money to do something they copied from somebody else and put their sticker on it. Thing number one is a video streaming subscription service, complete with names like Steven Spielberg, the man behind a variety of stuff you may have heard of, but mostly Pinky and the Brain, attached to produce original shows based on things like Amazing Stories, an old anthology series that people sometimes bring up if they have to list more than just the Twilight Zone, for a pub quiz. They are also much like everyone in Silicon Valley at this point, planning to get really big into video games with a subscription service that apparently isn't just aimed at making it easier to play all the Angry Birds games without having to drop a cool 1000 Rand to get rid of the ads. I'm not going to show my maths on that one, but rest assured I spent way too much time trying to work it out while I was also supposed to be setting up a microprocessor to run a miniature car. Apple's going to curate 100 on titles from the industry-defining app stores off exclusively to anyone willing to pay them a monthly Fee. One of those titles will be from Will Wright, the creator of SimCity, which is a game we all used to play back in the early 2000s in order to fulfill the fantasy of destroying our city with meteors after trying to work out how to install plumbing. It was a strange era, and I regret nothing. Whatever your dream job happens to be, forget about it, because NASA and the ESA are currently paying people large sums of money to lie in bed all day, and I assure you that's better than your thing. My thing was to become the world's first person to accidentally fall off the moon but I see now why I was wrong, and that lying in bed all day is better. Unfortunately, as with almost everything good in life, including biscuits, as I found out one strange weekend at Isamangaliso Wetland Park, there is a catch, and it's what scientists in the field refer to as a biggie. Participants in the study, of whom there are 24, will spend 60 days in Cologne, Germany, as horizontal as possible, or technically slightly tilted to avoid blood flow problems, which means horizontal eating, horizontal weeding, and pause for dramatic effect. Horizontal bowel movements. I'm just going to say that again for fun. Bowel movements. What scientists want to determine from the experiment is the effect of longer-term orbital missions on the human body, and that apparently can't be achieved by allowing people to get up and go to the loo. In case you're still all the way on board with being paid to lie down, I know I am, this isn't actually the first time this sort of experiment has been conducted. A French study paid participants up to 250,000 rand to do basically the same thing. So while you may have missed your turn on this one, just hang around the EU for a little while, and somebody will presumably get you into it eventually. In the past couple of days, tech giants have been announcing a number of plans to branch out into fields in which you wouldn't ordinarily find them, like video game streaming, presumably after having got bored with trying to invent new ways for you to watch ads on the browser, social network or smart fridge they're offering. A notable character in the industry has so far been clinging to the sidelines, but now Samsung has finally and boldly come forward to announce their entry into this start-a-whole-new-business-fab. And the challenger is this a new range of fire-retardant flower pots. That's right, Samsung saw the whole Silicon Valley dive into video gaming, and their response was, what if we sell a vase that can also extinguish a fire? Presumably this was their initial solution to the Samsung Note 7 fiasco, just recycled. Yes, that was the easy joke, and I do not regret making it. If they'd had this response to Apple's headphone jack attack, maybe we'd still be able to plug headphones into any of the phones released after 2017. Although the actual reason for this product's existence is that in South Korea, it is mandatory to have a fire extinguish in your house, so full disclosure the fire vase might have a lot more to do with that than anything happening in America. But if I mentioned that up front, I wouldn't have been able to talk about video game streaming services and I figure if I keep mentioning them maybe they will actually work in 10 to 20 years. After a seven-year wait what might actually be the legal definition of too much DLC, a spin-off adventure story that ended in a cliffhanger before the company producing it went bankrupt, and a cop-out prequel story running on the same technology, Borderlands is finally getting a real sequel from Gearbox Studios. Entitled, with all the creativity of an increment function in machine code, Borderlands 3. As far as we know it will essentially be Borderlands 2 only with more pixels, more guns and more characters. But given that it's been seven years and the philosophy of if it ain't broke don't fix it is super reliable 100% of the time in the video gaming industry, with no exceptions that I can think of off the top of my head, Crackdown 3 who? Just, Just trust what I'm saying without questioning it. This ought to be really good. Self-driving cars are probably the future of transportation, provided nobody in the government watches too much Black Mirror, but they do present one genuine concern. What happens if they get hacked? After all, it happens all the time in sci-fi movies, from Will Smith in iRobot to other, presumably better sci-fi movies that I didn't bother to look up for this. And as we all know, cinema is always right, 100% of the time, especially about how cool dinosaurs were, but also, unfortunately, about the dangers of your car malfunctioning and taking you to Matuba-Tuba instead of Mzini. That's probably a slightly funnier joke if you went to a school situated between the two towns, but it stays in. Tesla, one of the companies that is, for better or worse, at the forefront of self-driving car technology, currently has a solution that works just great for anyone that wants a Tesla Model 3. Anyone that reports a bug in their system is awarded their new car as, as a prize. The catch being that you do sort of have to already have a Tesla to report the bugs. The rich get richer, I guess. One day there will be a revolution and they will definitely regret not giving me, I mean, every a free Tesla. This whole project has led to researchers from cybersecurity firm Keen Lab trying to deliberately hack the vehicles, although deliberately hack is probably too cool a way to describe putting stickers on the road, which is precisely what they did. In the resultant paper, they stated, misleading the autopilot vehicle to the wrong direction with some patches made by a malicious attacker is more dangerous than making it fail to recognize the lane. Although it's probably not more dangerous than, for example, throwing a large truck at the car, despite the fact that in a real-world scenario, it may in fact come to the same thing in the end. Unfortunately, they didn't do that and then post it to YouTube because that would have been super fun and they were being reimbursed for the car anyway, so they have absolutely no excuse for not doing so. I'm not sure if I've mentioned this already, but dinosaurs are objectively cool. So cool that it probably took a massive asteroid to wipe a large portion of them from the face of the planet, thus sending them off in a fiery explosion fit for the likes of Arnold Schwarzenegger or Dame Julie Dench. Yeah, those two are basically the same sort of actor, but the details surrounding the event are a little foggy, mostly because nobody was around to upload footage to the internet, but also because scientists will argue about literally anything until Pluto isn't a planet anymore and you have to go home and reconstruct your model of the solar system, which, to be clear, is probably a good thing. It's just that we had to buy a special grey paint for it, and now my Pluto replica is in the dustbin, where all non-planets belong, and frankly, it's science's fault. But clues tend to crop up if you're willing to wait long enough, and a recent fossil finding appears to be the remains of creatures killed during the apocalyptic event, or at the very least, a particularly explosive event that is definitely responsible for the Chicxulub crater, however that's meant to be pronounced, which might possibly have been the cause of mass extinction at the end of the Cretaceous period, which, and this isn't super relevant, but it is cool, is when the T-Rex was prowling around. A paper published in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Science notes that the guilds of unearthed fish fossils contain glass-like structures, probably symptomatic of an asteroid strike, also telling that the massive pile of fish wasn't eaten by scavengers, some assume because the predators were also already dead, very much the red the Cretaceous. Although nobody suggested the Game of Thrones writers that they end the series in a meteor strike because that would be on par with loss for least satisfying ending to a show. I want to watch them all kill each other for well set up story reasons, not get hit by an accidental space rock. Avatar The Last Ever live-action adaptation was so devastatingly far to the wrong end of the Shyamalan quality spectrum that it put at least three nails in the coffin of Hollywood's attempts to adapt anime. A particularly impressive feat, given that Avatar is written by Americans and partially animated in Korea, meaning it's not actually an anime. Nevertheless, we had to wait until Ghost in the Shell for the next attempt, lamentably a hair plus a really long Super Mario Bros. level shy of being worth the wait. It transpires of being so disappointed to people that Shyamalan almost didn't come back for After Earth, which wouldn't have been such a bad thing, was not the only thing The Last Airbender, or how not to use lighting the movie, is destined to be remembered for. The beloved animation upon which the film was based apparently had a false series in the works that the film wound up preventing. Had writer Aaron Ehad spoke about an Azula-focused redemption arc that he promised wasn't an April Fool's joke a disclaimer that this is the hellscape that is early April news reporting. Obviously, the OG plan was to do a three-series show and the series did eventually receive an acclaimed follow-up in the form of The Legend of Chorus, so there's very little to complain about, except the live-action film, it's obviously still cool to complain about that. Netflix is going to give it a second try soon, so despite the respite, Hollywood remains nothing if not vengeful, I mean relentless. (laughs) Theme parks are a really cool way to pay corporations a ton of money to watch a really convincing cosplay display while upside down on what every instinct in your body feels must be a death trap, an experience I wholeheartedly recommend to you, by the way. As we come to the close of the world's most popular TV show, Game of Thrones is setting up a somewhat more boring version of that in Northern Ireland, where many of the sets are located. They're planning on commemorating themselves with a museum dedicated to the show that made killing Sean Bean surprising again, and then went on to have seven more seasons. While many of the sets were reportedly reduced to dragon-scorched rubble by Series 8's shoot, the production team is restoring some of them to afford guests an accurate tour. If they start to feel so nostalgic for the twists and turns of the show, in which the twist is always that your favorite character is dead now, unless he's Tyrion, that they simply have to immerse themselves in the dimly lit dining halls and town squares in which those deaths were acted out. In case you are rooting for Tyrion to get his, by the way, the final six episode long season 8 will be out on the 14th of April. I could make a joke here about Brexit and the Troubles, but I won't. I'm a better person than that, just know that it would have been good. Black holes are an old favourite of sci-fi writers, mostly for their plot flexibility, given that nobody really knows how they work, but also because they're a literal puncture in space-time. And if you're going to employ a team of the world's best special effects artists or a modern-day Jack Kirby, literal punctures in space-time are what you want to be drawing. Of course, the mystery surrounding the unnoble visage of the black hole exists mostly because of the fact that a black hole is so massive that it sucks light itself inward, like reality decided to take a break That's Terry Pratchett have a go at designing the universe. Up until now, scientists have detected black holes mostly by the strange bending effect they have on even very distant light. But it is possible to observe the event horizon of a black hole, which despite being named like it's from the video game Metal Gear Solid, is not some kind of code word Solid Snake has for his dummy thick butt. I realize I'm at least a month late on that meme, but I feel nothing, least of all shame. It's the point at which scientists claim the conventional laws of physics just stop working, which is something I really wish I could write halfway through a science test the second things get a bit difficult but it turns out there's always slightly more to find out about things an optimistic spin on the endless endeavor that is science which the person grading my first year science papers did not seem to see the value in the event horizon telescope project has been tempting to observe sagittarius a a supermassive black hole at the center of the galaxy and news back from said project is expected this week which means as soon as wednesday the 10th of april we could have artistic renderings of an event horizon based on slightly more accurate sources than Interstellar, which I will gladly describe to you in an audio format that does it woefully poor justice. Because, while I joke about, it, the first ever real image of a black hole is probably one of the biggest deals in, like, all of history. And the project has so far been going on for years. All the data has already been captured, hence the suggestion that a high-profile announcement scheduled this week will likely be the final image. That's been your Nerd News with Gregory Simons. And next time when, for balance, I'll start saying really nice things about Apple and Google. Although if it helps, all my vague skepticism was written in Google Docs on my iPad. So what I'm saying is praise be to our technological overlords. Please continue to try and sell me video games by developers I like. That actually isn't the worst thing you could be doing.